0: Good morning, listeners. This is Citizen U, a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and, with that, your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I'm your third Wednesday host, Mari Roden, and Supervisor Dan Gerdy hosts Citizen U on first Wednesdays. Today, you, listeners, will truly be able to engage in a decision affecting your community. Last week, the Board of Supervisors discussed a possible sales tax for this November's ballot. This new sales tax, if passed by voters, would kick in just as Measure B, which is the mental health services tax, would decrease from one-half cent to one-eighth cent. The proposed tax would fund water and fire services in some yet-to-be-determined way. At the same time, however, a voter-led initiative by supporters of county libraries is also slated to be on the ballot. The library sales tax would do two things. It would continue the one-eighth cent tax that is slated to sunset in a year or two, and it would also add one-eighth cent for library capital expenditures. The proposed Board of Supervisors county ballot measure would thus compete with the library voter initiative. This is controversial as it as the exact uses of the Board of Supervisors' sponsored initiative would – how it would be used. So we're going to discuss uh, exactly what the proposed tax measure uh, would include this morning with two supervisors, but sequentially. We'll first speak with Mo Mulhern, who represents uh, Ukiah, and um, she'll be here with us for 20 to 30 minutes, and afterwards, Dan Gerdy will be joining us to uh, also talk about the tax measures. So first of all, uh, good morning, Mo. Thank you. Good morning. Yeah. So I understand uh, that you ha- brought forward the tax measure, uh, or the proposed tax measure. Sure. Yeah, so there,
1: there is a little bit of a, a complicated, um, squiggly path to how we've gotten where we are, and I did propose a plan for a fire and water sales tax measure to the board at our last meeting on Tuesday. But I think it's important for um, the, the listeners to really understand how we got to the place that we are at. Um, Supervisors, just as city council members, uh, sit on a variety of ad hocs and have special assignments. Um, I have a special assignment with Supervisor Ted Williams from the 5th District to work on fire and EMS issues. I also am the alternate to the IWPC, which is the Inland Water and Power Commission. Um, Glenn McGordy, the first district supervisor, serves as our main representative um, and also serves, he also serves on the the drought ad hoc, and um, they've been discussing quite a bit the water agency. So IWPC is a member driven organization that includes the city of Ukiah, Potter Valley Irrigation District. Uh, I don't want to get these wrong um redwood valley water the russian river flood control district and um the, the two supervisors from the county so um the fire and ems ad hoc was taught speaking about how do we fund in particular ambulance services especially in rural mendocino county anderson valley laytonville Covelo. um have challenges with making sure that their ambulances are staffed to provide adequate services to those more r- rural communities. At the same time, IWPC was talking about how do we fund these um, FERC relicensing studies for the Potter Valley Project. Um, PGEs, you know, um, said that they don't want to continue using that project as a uh, resource. For energy, so there's this a lot of discussion about what should happen with that, as well as um, the potential for raising the Coyote Valley Dam um, at Lake Mendocino to retain more storage for our community. So, as most folks know, uh, back in the day, well before I was born, the um, County of Sonoma substantially funded the Coyote Valley Dam, which means the majority of the water that it's in Lake Mendocino is um, sent down the Russian River to Sonoma County. So the idea behind um, raising the dam would be for Mendocino County to be able to retain the water, more water. So because these two conversations were happening simultaneously, Christian Curtis, the county's uh, supervisor's legal advisor, recommended that we have a discussion in a public forum. So that happened on May 17th. A discussion about what about, specifically? About um, the that was the thing. It wasn't specific. It was, uh, should there be a sales tax, and how would the board like to proceed? Mm-hmm. Because there were, you know, multiple conversations happening at once. So at that meeting, um, there was discussion about how. Could you balance this water need for inland Mendocino County, which of course, you know, it, all, all of our economy is connected. So it's not really just for inland Mendocino County, but how could we balance that need countywide? And there was discussion amongst the supervisors during that meeting about um, perhaps a certain percentage or dollar amount that would go to each district to decide what to do with the water. There were um, other ideas floated. And then um, the same really with the fire conversation. It was You know where? How should the funds be distributed? Should it be Prop One Seventy Two distribution? Should it be TOT distribution? There's a a variety of ways in which fire departments receive funds at this point. So um, it was again agendized for June Eighth, which was after our budget hearings just last Wednesday. And um, unfortunately, there was some immediate opposition to the idea of a sales tax. Before
0: before you continue, can can you back up a little bit and? And tell us about, um, you know, what what were your ideas about uh, the specific... Items, you know, or, you know, services that would be funded for water and what were the specific ideas that would be funded for um, fire and EMS. And I'm curious about the discussion that happened at the Board of Supervisors around, yeah. That was
1: exactly where I was headed. Um, So what had happened is that there was um, some unfortunate. Opposition in advance of any kind of discussion that could occur at the Board of Supervisors meeting, you know, because of, um, Brown Act requirements, I waited until the meeting on June 8th to bring my plan or my idea forward. And it, and it is as follows, um, that the three eighths of a cent would be used 60% for fire and 40% for water. of the fire funds would be distributed using the um, basic Prop 172 allocations distributed to- What does that mean? Can you explain what that means? Sure, sure. so there are 20 fire districts in our community, and my proposal was that they would, um, of the 60% of the three-eighths, which is estimated, it, it might be under $4 million, they would each receive a third of that as a base, Rate, which could be anywhere between fifty and sixty-six thousand dollars to each of the fire agencies, before um, you know, based on, on on rough estimates, and then the other two-thirds of that sixty percent would be allocated based on per capita or based on the latest census data. There's, you know, this is an ongoing conversation. It's going to be agendized again before the board for a final discussion there's some question about the per capita and whether our census numbers are accurate i think prop 172 is uh, an allocation that the fire districts understand and i after as soon as i'm done meeting with you i'll be heading to anderson valley to have this conversation with the fire district so i received permission from the board to have these community conversations about my proposal so as far
0: as the water um my Plan. So that would be the forty percent of the th- total three eighths. Yes, which would of be a, cent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm, a little
1: bit over two million dollars a year. Mm-hmm. And what I would like to do, and what the board has considered, is to create a technical advisory group to make sure that we are ha- we have a balanced countywide perspective. That would include one member from each of the four cities. So that would be Willits and Ukiah inland, and and uh, Point Arena and Fort Bragg on the coast. One inland water district representative and one coastal water district representative. And they're about, uh, they're well over 16. It's between 16 and 20 water districts that we have in Mendocino County. So they would Im- do a, a voting method. and similar to what we do with LAFCO for assigning somebody for special districts. And that person would serve for f- four years, one for inland, one for the coast and uh, countywide representative and a tribal representative because i don't think that the tribes have been adequately represented at the table when we talk about water issues and it i think it's critical to, that we have um, a diverse group of people that are deciding these matters so they would come up with a five to ten year plan to distribute two million dollars or whatever that number is per year throughout the county and It is not likely that two million dollars a year would fund complete projects. It's more likely that it would be seed funding for future grant opportunities. So the last year during the drought, the county water agencies throughout brought in twenty-three million dollars in water resources um, to Mendocino County. So this this water fund would be used for for um, other agencies' grants essentially.
0: And what the the technical advisory group would they? be making recommendations to the board of supervisors about how the money would be spent or would they be deciding how the money would be spent
1: yes so the the plan that i proposed to the board was that they would be making recommendations that would come before the board before each budget in a public meeting so that everybody can um participate in in that conversation make sure that it is equitably split across the county you know there's not a a piece of our county that isn't affected by the drought and especially as we go into year three of the drought the especially the smaller water agencies they don't have the the resources to match funds for grant funding um so there's a lot of a lot of challenges county-wide and i really think it's important to have people that understand the technical nature to be the ones developing the plan you know and then and then of course to have it reviewed in public and by the board of supervisors
0: right i i can see though a a lot of mm, you you said that the the technical advisory group would would ensure that there's equity and and then you know the definition of equity and and how many would be divvied up would be so controversial, and is what I imagine. You know, one area will say, "Well, we're tiny and we need it more," and another area says, "But we're huge and we serve more people." And so, what what is equity in uh, situations like that?
1: Well, I see. I see that this works with other um, jurisdictions. I, I serve as the chair of the Russian River Watershed Association, which is a Mendocino and Sonoma County. Um, water agency and and they are truly able to use the technical advisors from each of their jurisdictions sonoma county cities um sonoma county mendocino county and mendocino county uh city of ukiah to really figure out the best path forward i i believe i believe that the technical experts being inland and coastal and smaller districts and large cities will be able to balance those funds and distribute it equitably i um yeah, of course, anything anything could happen, and at that point, it would be mm-hmm. up to the Board of Supervisors to right. step in and manage any kind of conflict.
0: Yeah, so this 3 8 cent, can you talk about how how that was derived? This As the, that being the tax amount? Well, uh, I wanted to um, ask you to talk about the the sunsetting of a portion of Measure B and explain to the listeners why three-eighths cent? Sure. So Measure B was a half-cent sales tax. And can you tell listeners about Measure
1: B? I will. And I would love to tell the listeners where we are with Measure B, because that's a a source of confusion amongst folks. Mm -hmm. Um, So Measure B was a tax that passed uh, five years ago, and its intention was to serve people with mental health and substance use um, disorders. So in the last, um, five years, that, that, that tax had a, a sunset of, uh, three
0: eighths that would, would sunset at the end of five years, the, the funding that was. So there was the, to, to clarify, it was a half cent sales tax altogether. Right. Yes. Okay. And the first so,
1: five years, that three eighths of a cent was used for creating a capital fund to right. make sure that the, physical locations for mental health services were able to be provided for within our community. And then the um, additional 8 cent is set to continue to provide services on an annual basis. So um, I just joined the Board of Supervisors a year and a half ago. And um, it, you can see on the county website under Measure B projects, the things that have happened. Um, we do have a crisis residential treatment center. Oh, let,
0: let's let's. Uh... Let's uh, hold off talking about Measure B. I really just wanted to um, listeners to know that there was this portion of Measure B that the three eighths out of the four eighths, which is one half, cent. So three quarters of that amount of sale tax will be uh, sunsetting. And so the board, your your idea that you that was brought forward to the Board of Supervisors is to um, substitute a tax a three-eighth cent sales tax that would go towards water and fire. And in effect, there would be no increase in sales tax to county residents. Sure. Yeah. Is that that correct? I mean, yeah, that is is correct. Mm -hmm. And would the cities um, be affected? Because sometimes in... Sales tax measures are uh, that are adopted by at the county level. It's all the unincorporated areas of the county. Is this proposed tax going to include the incorporated areas? Yes, mm. and I think that I think that's an important piece of the conversation. Um,
1: when I was considering what to bring forward to the board to try to balance this conversation about the um, water and fire, I think it's really important that the cities have a seat at the table, especially when it, when water is concerned. And, um, you know, our, our water is a shared resource. Uh, it doesn't stop when the city limits uh, ends. And we know that uh, our lack of housing leads to the need for um, annexation and more shared resources, especially when it comes to water. So I think it's really important that the cities are engaged. I think that there are um, our cities have done a really great job managing their water resources, and I'm I'm incredibly um, you know proud of them. But our neighbors are smallering districts, um, Redwood Valley. Or um, the the town of Mendocino, they need our support as well. And I think that as cities, and for me as the District Two Supervisor, supporting the entire county is a priority. I did want to just mention that, you know, the the capital improvements that have come from Measure B have been extremely. Um, that the, the use of those funds has been incredibly important to our community. So there was a contract that was entered with a. Um, design project manager for the Puff unit to move forward. So we have, you know, crisis outreach workers. We have the crisis residential treatment. We're, we're really moving full steam ahead with those Measure B mm-hmm. initiatives. And I think that that funding was was well utilized and, and met the voters'
0: expectations. Yeah, I, I would like to do a show on Measure B specifically because um, – you know, that's, that structure of having an advisory board, uh, to the, to the board of supervisors. I'm, I'm not sure that that worked the way that it was designed to work, that, um, there isn't a unanimous opinion that the funds were spent in the way that, uh, was recommended. And, and I, so I want to put that on the, on a a shelf or a parking lot for a while, and, and maybe we can have another show about that. Um, and, uh, you know, you you need to leave to go to your meeting in a few minutes. Um, I'd like to open the phone lines, uh, and Mo, Mo will stick around for another five minutes or so. And so I'll take maybe one call or possibly two calls. Um, if anyone has a question for Mo Mulhern, the second district supervisor, um, and yeah i would like to i would like to add you know that i was really trying to have this
1: conversation in a public forum but before the board before i continued um with outreach so over the weekend i did take um some time and send an email to everyone on the four city councils the city managers the um water district every water district listed on the lafco website and every fire district listed on the lafco website i'll be leaving here to go speak with fire districts i am happy to discuss um ideas or or thoughtful considerations that people think should be added to this
0: before it comes back to the board of supervisors Mo, this is
1: not a finished product Mo, yeah
0: so. Mo, so what is the timeline that we're talking about the november ballot yeah and that's the one where the midterm elections and and the deadlines are coming up so how much time is there really to massage this into something that's acceptable well i don't expect it to come back to the board
1: until july so there's about uh you know a few weeks. Um, actually, the Measure B initiative and the Measure G initiative both went to the board in July. The final deadline with the clerk uh, recorder is in August. Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, great. We do have a call. Hello, caller. Do you have a question for Mo Mulhern? I do. Great. Go right
2: ahead. So, you know, it's, it's my understanding that what you're proposing is really a board of supervisors general tax. But because you're not going for a two-thirds vote, there's no guarantee that these funds will be distributed to fire and water the way you are suggesting. And, in fact, you can't even put that language on the ballot because that would trigger a two-thirds vote.
0: Yeah, thank you, caller. I think that's a good question that we haven't discussed at all. So, um, Mo, would you please answer that question about special tax versus general tax?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I am I am proposing a general tax, which is a 50% plus one. Um, I'm also including a resolution of the Board of Supervisors that clearly outlines what I've described at the 60 and 40%. 60% for fire, 40% for water. With the technical advisory groups and using the Prop One Seventy Two funds, that language is going to be important. And I've also included um, not only that the Board of Supervisors reviews this, but that the Auditor, Treasurer, Tax Controller um, a- assists in in making sure that the the revenues and expenses are the way that that the resolution states, and that the voters um mm-hmm. would
0: vote for if, So if there's they a vote, yes. Thanks. So there's a real commitment on your part and I guess if, if this is goes forwarded there would be a commitment on the part of this the current board to spend the funds in the way that the that the accompanying resolution describes. But there is no legally binding uh, I mean, I think that's really the crux of it. There's a there's good intention and there's a resolution, but there isn't anything legally binding the board to spend the money actually in the way that it's. So I think I think it's just a point to to be made.
1: No, absolutely. And you know, I I just ran for this office, so obviously I had um, you know reasons why I wanted to be in this seat, and transparency and accountability are certainly amongst those reasons, and. um uh, I have continued to work on um, the Measure Y and Measure P campaigns in the City of Ukiah to make sure that they are transparent and that our community understands how those measures are being spent. City of Ukiah does a great job of identifying those separately in the budget book. They have placeholders on the website where those are easily identifiable. But, you know, yeah, if I win the lottery and move to Aruba in 12 years, I don't know who's going to sit in my seat, but I am um, – working with the community and county council to make it um, as, as tight as, as, as tight be. as it can be mm-hmm. and, I, and I understand the concern I have the concern I'm a voter as well mm-hmm. I, I mean I have the concern mm-hmm. as well I'm, I'm my attempt is to make sure that it is um, as tight as it can be so that the voters expectations are followed through with and my goodness, please make sure that any Board of Supervisors that you elect in the future understands that and will follow through with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Great. Well, I really appreciate that you took the time to come this morning, even though you you can't stay with us the whole hour and answer more questions, but uh, and you're going to go off and talk to fire districts about this proposal. So, um, thank you, Mo yeah. for, for coming by. Um,
1: if I could just say, I am um, using my Facebook page, which is a free resource, <laughs> to uh, try to answer some questions, so if people have questions please feel free to contact me on facebook at mo i also have an open zoom meeting every single thursday from 7:15 to 7:45, where people can come and talk to me and that is um meeting id 707 9548230 and password local 707 so I'm, I'm i'm certainly open to discussion let's talk more about what our options are sounds good thank you
0: again thank you okay all right, listeners, um, in case you've just tuned in, you are listening to Citizen You. This is a forum for exploring local government and related issues in depth to increase your civic literacy and with that, your ability to effectively engage in decisions affecting our communities. I am your host, Mari Roden, and um, we are talking today about a proposed uh, Tax measure, sales tax measure that would be on the ballot uh, this November, and it would fund uh, water and fire. There's also a, um, a tax measure for um, for libraries that is a is a community based initiative, and it would continue the one eighth cent library tax. And it would also increase an, by one-eighth cent to fund capital projects for um, the libraries. So we were just speaking to Mul-, Mul-, Mul Mulhern, who is the second district supervisor that is for the Ukiah area, and she's talking about this. Now, Dan Gerdy is, is joining us. He's uh, the supervisor for the Fort Bragg area on the coast. Um, welcome, Dan. Do- Oh, just a second. Sorry about that. Good audio, Dan. Dan, not uh, Harry Nielsen. Uh, welcome this morning.
3: Yeah. Do you have good audio for me here?
0: Yeah, sounds sounds good over here.
3: Okay, great. Well, thanks first of all for hosting this, um, you know, important discussion because people um, need to be aware of this very recent um, board of supervisors discussion, and um, so. Supervisor Hashak and I were, um, I think, taken aback and surprised by the um, discussion that that was placed on our agenda uh, back in uh, the middle of May for a possible Board of Supervisors sponsored sales tax. Uh, And let me explain a little bit why. One, uh, since 2019, the Library Advisory Board and the Friends of the Libraries have been advising the Board of Supervisors, which also sits as the Board of Directors for the county library system that they were intending to go to the ballot um in 2022 for a renewal of the uh, library tax and to um ask the voters to renew it for a quarter cent as you just said um for uh, the purposes of both operations and maintenance and and up to 40% of this quarter cent sales tax or I should say a minimum of 40% of this cor- of this quarter cent sales tax would be for facilities uh they have a very tight library budget if you look at the salaries of of county employees among the very lowest of the paid employees are the library staff we have people with master's degrees that are paid less than other county employees who have high school diplomas so um you know I, i think it's important for people to know that these are not highly paid county employees at the libraries and uh, the and so we've known that in 2019, in 2019, 2020, 2021. At no time did the board of supervisors say, "Hold hold on a second, we have any, we have some concerns about going for a quarter cent sales tax." In fact, every indication for the board was we were supporting their their citizen initiative process.
0: Uh, Dan, can I ask you a quick question here? Uh, was was the timing? Uh, the intent of the timing by the library supporters to coincide uh, with the sunsetting of the three uh, eighths cent portion of Measure B.
3: Yeah, so we were aware that they were timing their initiative to go at the same time that the sales tax would be dropping by three eighths, so that so they would that be meant- not
0: that meant that voters wouldn't see an increase of a quarter cent or a, an eighth of a cent in their taxes there would actually be a net decrease.
3: Yeah, exactly. So okay. we were aware gotcha. that, that was part of their strategy in in the renewal. And um and at no time did board of supervisors any of the supervisors say they had concerns with their the strategy they came up with. Um so, anyway, um, so it, it wasn't a surprise. I think the supervisor hashack and I went here in in May, just literally weeks before the deadline, um, for the board to put any kind of competing sales tax on the ballot. When is was that? On a,
0: when is that deadline? I was it, trying to ask it, Mo, she said July, it, it, I well, heard.
3: I think the final action the, the the ordinance has to go to the county clerk, I believe, in August. Mm-hmm. But you have a first and second reading of an ordinance, I, I um, it you know, we would have to have finalized all actions um, by um, sometime in August. Okay. So literally weeks before that deadline, we have our very first discussion of a county board of supervisors sales tax. And um, as this discussion has evolved, uh, you know, uh, I've looked into, well, how did we get here? (laughs) How did we get to this idea of a a board of supervisors super sales tax? Three-eighths of a cent is what three supervisors are proposing. And so um, the board back in June of last year, appointed Supervisors Mulhern and and Williams to work with the fire departments on um, the strategies about funding and services generally. But there's been no report back from them about a sales tax and, until here in May, um, weeks before a sales tax has to be finalized. Um, Uh, And I've received copies of minutes and notes from the Fire District Association. Those are a representative from the 22 fire districts that attend uh, monthly meetings. And in May, they were meeting what appears to be for the first time uh, with that, the ad hoc committee to specifically talk about a sales tax. The your,
0: ad wait, excuse me. This is this the ad hoc committee that Mo mentioned. That's a fire EMS ad hoc committee.
3: Exactly. So they were meeting in May um, a couple of times with the ad hoc of Supervisor Williams and, and Mulhern, and in uh, um, maybe April. And at that time, they were talking about a quarter cent sales tax for fire only. And so in their in their minutes they're they're thinking there's going they're going to propose these supervisors are going to propose a quarter cent sales tax for fire only then but at the board meeting on may 17th the discussion is about fire and then there's this other discussion that's being brought forward by supervisor mcgordy about funding for water now i know that for my discussions with city staff in fort bragg that there that they had not been consulted about any countywide sales tax for water they weren't asking for a countywide sales tax for water so I was really suspicious about where where did this push for a water tax come from and so uh, between our meeting in May and our, our meeting um, earlier in June I contacted all 10 city council members elected in Fort Bragg and willett I contacted city staff in Willett City staff in Fort Bragg and learned that I was the first county official to contact any Uh, any of those people at the city of Willits and city of Port Bragg about a county water tax or a county fire tax you know nobody had outreach to them so at at our meeting in June I asked the board you know hey if you three supervisors are advocating a sales tax you really need to do your homework and outreach to these people that's why Mo just recently um, sent out an email to city officials the feedback I've received from the city officials who've returned my phone calls or, or, or spoken to me since our June meeting is nobody? Nobody is asking the board to um, to propose a sales tax of three eighths. Their their points are well taken. That you know people are hurting with sales tax or I'm sorry, inflation like they've never seen for four decades. Um, gas prices are up. All all prices are up. This is the last time to, that they're, they're <laughs> people aren't looking for their taxes to go up. And a three eighth cent board of supervisor super sales tax of three eighths of a cent on top of the library tax going up by one eighth would in fact result in a sales tax increase, which nobody's looking for. And that's the feedback I'm getting from from um, elected officials uh, throughout the county. So where is this push for the, for the super sales tax coming from? So um, I start going through the minutes of the Inland Water and Power Commission. Um, the county of Mendocino appoints the first, typically it's the first district supervisor, Glenn McGordy now. And uh, the second district supervisor, Supervisor Mulhern, to as an alternate to serve on the Inland Water and Power Commission. It's not really a big entity. It has it has a part-time staff person, um, and it has uh, it's basically an entity consisting of elected officials from the county, from the City of Ukiah, from the Potter Valley Irrigation District, and from the um, Russian River Flood Control District.
0: All inland water interests.
3: Yeah, interest mm-hmm. in one quadrant of the county, gotcha. and and you know they'll have legitimate issues, and it's great that they're getting together and meeting. In fact, we've increased our county contribution to their budget from twenty five thousand to fifty thousand dollars this last year.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: What I now see, for reading through their minutes, that back in April of twenty twenty one, Chair Pauly discussed a need to move forward as quickly as possible in order to get a measure on the 2022 ballot. Again, in June of twenty. 20- uh, Twenty-one, the board of supervisors. We were asked, and we approved an extra twenty-five thousand dollars to their to subsidizing this entity.
0: How, what is the the difference there, though, in in funds? We
3: we doubled. We doubled from twenty-five thousand well, to fifty thousand. Well,
0: compared to what it it sounds like, uh, Janet Pauly from IWPC was wanting through a sales tax.
3: Well, so let me go through this. So at the time, they weren't; they were just having an a ballot measure in 2022. Mm-hmm. Um, so their minutes reflect uh, uh, that in August they um, they hired a consulting company called Godby Research. So now I know that part of our county dollars went to hiring this polling firm called Godby Research. And quote, real the Godby Research. Really understood the issues with the Potter Valley project. Polly also no, mentioned that the addition of raising Koyi Dam and possible groundwater um, funding could be combined in the ballot measure. So originally the concept was we're going to hire Godby to look at a some kind of tax, see if there's support for some kind of tax for the Potter Valley project. And then it shifted to, and we'll also look at Koyi Dam and, and other, um, Sigma, um, that's groundwater, um, Issues in the ukiah Russian area. So, in their minutes, um, for some time they were all. It, it's in every single meeting. They're talking about their discussions with this consulting, this polling company, and it all has to do at that time with a, a proposed. The concept was a proposed parcel tax in the Russian River uh, Potter Valley watersheds. Oh, uh, so. And and not
0: a not a countywide sales tax. They were talking not about. a
3: countywide sales tax. It only comes up in their April fourteenth meeting. And this year, where Polly discussed the need to move to a sales tax. Now, clearly, the polling did not show that the parcel tax was going to fly in that sub-region of the county. So suddenly it shifts over to a countywide sales tax that would be put on the ballot by the county supervisors. There is very short time frame to get it on the November ballot. Supervisor McGordy is working with IDWP, Inland Water Power, and, and the consultants, God be, to try to and put the process together. That's in their April meeting minutes. Uh, meanwhile, like I said, Supervisors Mulhern and Williams, as an ad hoc of the board, are showing up in the May 6 uh, minutes of a meeting that the Fire District Association had with them. And uh, it, unquote, because an existing countywide sales tax will soon sunset, Ted suggested having the county support a quarter cent sales tax to support fire. Again, no mention of water. Be, uh, at this point point, it seems no other proposal to latch onto the sun tax has surfaced. Being first is better. So again, in, in May, un, unaware that there's this water coalition looking for a water sales tax, or right. had shifted gears to water sales tax, um, an ad hoc of the Board of Supervisors meeting with the fire folks is saying, hey, let's go for a quarter cent sales tax. Then here at May 17th, the two, the two issues merge onto the Board of Supervisors agenda, coming from three supervisors Supervisors Hashak and I are surprised, a lot of members of the public are surprised that suddenly there's this idea of a three eight cent super and, sales tax and that didn't happen.
0: Are you mm-hmm. saying that didn't happen at a public meeting? That <laughs> this well, idea because- of combining them, yeah, so that's a possible Brown Act issue there, but um, but the real issue at hand here is 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 this tax, that they've come together, this proposal for sales tax, and how is it gonna benefit the you know county wide and how will clearly
3: clearly, the origins of the water tax had nothing to do with benefiting everybody in the whole county it came from a a sub-region of the county and and they're for for in the pursuit of votes they're expanding their rhetoric to include the entire county um so so here we have it now we've got Three different ideas for a sales tax, possibly two different ballot measures, one sponsored by three supervisors, one sponsored by the the, the voting public. Which you know, is the library. The library tax colliding together on the same ballot in November at a time when, when the public is stressed out about their ability to pay their bills. We've got a very high percentage of retirees in this county, certainly on the coast, who have a fixed income. And And most people on the coast are not wealthy. Most people on the coast do not have an ocean view home. Most people on the coast um, are living, you know, paycheck to paycheck, as they are in every other part of the county. Um, We have retirees in the north. We've got retirees. We have an older population in this county than in most parts of the state. And working families are certainly struggling to keep up with inflation too. Salaries aren't going up as fast as inflation. So, this is not the time that you would normally see. Elected leaders proposing multiple sales taxes for for the same ballot, if if the intent is to pass the ballot, pass the tax.
0: I have a devil's advocate question for you, um, which is you know comparing the needs of libraries and uh, the needs for for our fire EMS services countywide and and uh, fire, you know, which is a a threat to all of us. So why should you know why shouldn't voters care more about the fire and you know a sales tax that would would uh, supplement funding for fire, EMS, and water, um, and uh, you know we still have a couple more years for the for the one eighth cent library tax to continue.
3: Well, if the proposal was for a a fire and emergency uh, services uh, sales tax then that proposal has not yet emerged because there is no proposal for that on um, that the board's discussing if that was the case it, it would be locked in guaranteed in the in the ballot measure and um, there's not the appetite on the board to guarantee the three supervisors who are proposing the sales tax are not proposing to guarantee the voters how these funds will be spent
0: well they're, they i mean just just to clarify what what most said a little while ago uh yeah, it's not a special tax where it's written into law that the funds w- would be spent on fire and water. Um, and that's probably because it requires a two thirds majority of the voters. It's a very high bar to reach. So, it's not uncommon for legislative bodies to propose a general tax and then have an accompanying resolution. But is that what you're refer- referring to here? Yeah, they're, they're mm-hmm.
3: choosing not to guarantee how the money will be spent right. because they, they don't believe they can get two-thirds support. Mm-hmm. Now, it's it's um, they're also choosing not to go the petition route, the citizen route, uh, which is an option mm-hmm. that the fire, um, anybody f- supporting fire emergency services, and I've, I've put myself in that camp, I would support, going to the voters um, and collecting signatures and I would help but that would be for a future election not when there's multiple sales taxes on the ballot where you could talk directly to the public about why what's the spending plan what's the reason behind it I mean for example they have not even included in this proposal any not even one penny for fire prevention through our Mendocino County Fire Safe Council. I think if there was an open and honest discussion about what's the best use of public dollars to prevent wildfires, to harden and safe homes, um, it would include money for um, those per- those functions, which are a- administered very cost effectively by the Minnesota County Fire Safe Council. Instead, this last minute proposal is to give the dollars 100%. Well, it's there's it's a promise it's a pinky promise Mm -hmm. to give money to the fire districts all right if there's no promise to give Mm -hmm. money to fire prevention through the men's county fire safe council um and uh so anyway so so again and on the water side there are major holes in this proposal the potter valley irrigation district is virtually giving water away to their customers Everybody who sits on a city council, or at least hopefully they do, is concerned every time they, they're they asked by city staff to raise water rates. I know that that was one of the most painful things when I was in the city council was to, to, to vote yes, no on a water rate increase. I know I voted no once because I thought the proposal was too high. You know, when you walk into the supermarket, people, you know, people are struggling and water bills are bills that they have to pay. They can't have their water shut off. So... Um, to, to know that the city residents of Fort Bragg, Willets, and Ukiah, just to name three, that, that for one acre of water, the average consumer would take nine years and one month to, to consume an acre foot of water. The Potter Valley Irrigation District to this day is only charging $21.50 for that acre foot of water. In that nine years and one month, the average consumer in Fort Bragg, Willets, and Ukiah would pay between $5,700 to the city of Fort Bragg to $6,800 to the City of Willets and $6,600 to the City of Ukiah to consume that one acre of water. It's off the charts. It's $300 well, from the city residents for every $1 Potter Valley Irrigation District customers are paying. So mm-hmm. Potter Valley Irrigation customers can step up and pay for their water. And paying for your water doesn't just mean the hard cost of delivery of water. It also means if a water agency has to secure water rights it's built into your water fees but the potter valley irrigation district is not asking their consumers to help them finance the the legal battle the planning battle that it's going to take mm-hmm. to to renew those water rights right everybody else would be doing any other agency would be doing this that would, but instead mm-hmm. they're looking to a tax of the general public to bail them out it's almost well, like
0: well, the board of directors
3: yeah. it's almost like the board of directors are looking for Instead of saving money like any other water agency, it's like their their plan is to buy a bunch, you know, $25,000 worth of lottery tickets in buying this, paying for this consultant and hoping that they win a winning lottery ticket Mm -hmm. with this tax measure to bail them out.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, clearly this, you're opposed to this and Mo is, um, is promoting it. And, uh, I think this is a, a great opportunity for listeners to become engaged in this conversation. So I want to let people know that the phone lines are open. That if you would like to call in and ask a question of Supervisor Jurdy, the number is 895-2448. Um, and, um, yeah. So, Please call in. This is uh, you're listening to Citizen U, and I'm your host Mari Roden, and we do have a call coming in. Just a moment. Good morning, listener. What's your question? Please call in. This is uh, you're listening. Hi. Yes. Um, uh, Thank
2: you for having the show this morning. It's kind of shocking uh, to hear that there's a uh, sales tax being proposed. you know, I haven't heard anything about this, um, and it's even more shocking to hear that, you know, this money is being earmarked uh, for specific purposes. What about all of the other needs that exist in our county uh, for roads, uh, for health care, uh, for, uh, uh, you know, uh, parks, for, uh, you know, we're already paying a lot of money. In taxes uh and and now i hear that the county employees are literally you know being left without any possibility for pay raises because all the money has been spent um and uh and yet there's you know uh, a sales tax being proposed for specific uh you know programs that certain supervisors are supporting It, it just I, I don't know. I'd like to hear uh, Supervisor Jurdy talk about the equity issue here of asking all of us to pony up hundreds of dollars a year uh, through uh, added taxes at the grocery store and hardware store, um, and uh, where that money would go when uh, you know we have no about mm-hmm. it. Anyway, right. Thank you. Yeah. I'll take my co- my answer off- offline.
0: Mm-hmm yeah i think that's a good question i mean uh to to uh you know budget by um you know by by ballot i forget what the what the term is you know is is not always the um you know it doesn't give the flexibility to supervisors to uh spend money on needs as they arise um but but Dan, could you please respond to the caller's question about all the other needs that the county has, and uh, why why voters, you know, should should vote for a special or, or or decide not to vote for a tax that focuses on fire, EMS, and water?
3: Well, I think I think there are arguments to be made for um, a sales tax if it was well crafted for fire emergency services, and I would say fire prevention, as I was talking about. But that, there's no time to create that well-crafted ballot measure at this point. There's just no time. And like I said, it would probably include money for fire prevention, not just fire response. Um, the other thing is um, there are other needs. Uh, you know. And I don't think city residents should pay this, but they're, you know, at some point voters in this new county who live in the unincorporated areas should be asked, I think, through the initiative process, do they want to pay more for roads? Uh, the state of California has had not increased their state gas tax dollars that go uh, and that goes to the counties until from 1994 until just very recently, the federal government hasn't raised the federal gas tax since, since the 1994 and local dollars are not keeping up with the extra costs of road maintenance. And the County has literally over half of our road miles are not scheduled to be resurfaced ever, ever. Yep. <laughs> yes. And, and, and so there are, Thousands of Mendocino County residents who, if they had the choice, might vote for a sales tax. Let's say in the unincorporated area, which would not be enough, but it would be something that would help pay for repaving county roads. Um, but they've never been asked. There's never been a county sales tax on the ballot to ask them. Do they prefer? Would they like to bail out the county road system? Because there's never enough money for the county roads. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of deliberative process should take place at some point it hasn't to date. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a good point. Uh, We have another caller. Just a moment. Hi, caller. You're on the air. Question for Dan. Hi,
2: thank you. Yes, thank you so much for this very interesting and informative show. Um, I am generally pro-sales tax when it has, you know, good purpose and clearly defined goals and measurable outcomes. But this doesn't seem like that. I'm also just a little bit confused about the Potter Valley angle. I, I, I'm surprised that Potter Valley isn't really charging its customers for water. I don't live there. Um, I'm wondering if Supervisor Jurdy can just talk a little bit more about how the Potter Valley Water District has sort of informed this wholesale tax, just because as a sort of new person to this issue, I don't really understand it, and I'll take my
0: answer offline. Thank you. Thank you.
3: So to, to be clear, they're charging their customers $21.50 an acre foot. City residents to consume that much water would take nine, on average, would take nine years and one month to consume an acre foot of water. It's a lot of water. They're, they're effective, effectively giving it away at $21.50. Well, I think that,
0: I think, uh, the question, the caller was asking about the impetus for, for the tax. And you had mentioned earlier that, um, supervisors uh, McGordy and and Mulhern who uh are sit on the IW the Inland Water and Power um com- uh, association that that it represents all the inland water purveyors and interests, um, had been talking about a possibility of, f- at first, a parcel tax and then possibly a sales tax. And that the supervisor sitting on that board ha- have, have brought this forward. So it didn't, the idea for, um, a, a broad sales tax, a countywide sales tax to benefit all water, um, Districts and interests countywide. Um, th- that wasn't the way that this this came about, but now they are proposing, according to what um, Mo Mulhern said earlier in the show, is that they would have a resolution um, that isn't written yet, but it would be accompanying the ballot measure that would describe how and um, it would be allocated. There would be a technical advisory board, which, in my my opinion, di- hasn't worked well um, with Measure B, and um, you know, I think that. You know, there has to be a, a very tight governance structure of those advisory boards and how, what is the their recommendation? How is it treated at the Board of Supervisors level? There's a lot of issues with when, when there's money on the table and all areas of the county wanting it. Um, I think it's going to be a very controversial and divisive process, likely, about how that money would be divided.
3: Yeah, So just maybe a little bit more about the origins of, of how Potter Valley is driving this whole thing. So the Potter Valley Irrigation District, which I said, effectively is virtually giving their water away at, at these rock bottom prices. The ag- average agricultural um, district in California is charging a, is about more than three times what they're charging for their water. Um, and but
0: they sort of use know. it. I mean, just in their defense, this is, you know, ag uses and and ranches and they use it in bulk. So it's sort of you wouldn't I don't think you would expect them to pay the same rate as residential. A- Absolutely not. But I'm okay. saying the a- the just average, to clarify,
3: the average irrigation district selling this similar water for the si- for the similar purposes would be charging more than three times what what the Potter Valley Irrigation District is charging their irrigation customers. So apples to apples, they're they're way below market in charging for irrigation water. And again, they're charging one. Th- $1 for every $300, the cities are charging for the same amount of treated drinking mm-hmm. water. Right. And uh so they're way below market and they've been way below market for years. And instead of collecting a reasonable amount of money from their customers, squirreling that away, because on their own website, they talk about how the 1972 permit to renew Scott's Dam, which is the source of the water that goes through Potter Valley into Lake Mendocino, that process... That permit was issued, uh, allegedly issued in 72, but it wasn't finalized. You know, that's Richard Nixon, period. It was finalized when George W. Bush was president 30 years later with the state and federal agencies. That's right on their website. So it took 30 years to renew that 50 year permit. So here they are in 2022. The 50 year permit is up for renewal. They knew going into it, this was not going to be a cheap and easy way, uh, well, pathway to renew that permit. Yes, they thought PGE would lead the way. But in 2018, PG said we're walking away from Scotts Dam, and and we're not going to pay for this renewal process. Yeah,
0: I don't think that they are going to uh, try to get the renewal of to, to generate any any power. I think that's off the table. Um, but they are hoping to retain the water rights that come through the that come through the tunnel.
3: Exactly, exactly. But the but the point was they when they when asked why they weren't charging more, their customers more in order to have reserved. The response is well. We thought pg was going to lead the battle to to oh, get I us see. those water rights, mm-hmm. and and but they've known since September 2018 that pg was walking away mm-hmm. from Scotts Dam that there was no deep pocket out there to hire the lawyers, hire the consultants to wage the battle against uh, the eel, um, Friends of the Eel River and others mm-hmm. to to retain those water rights. They knew they were in for a fight to retain those water rights, and yet they weren't charging their customers mm-hmm. any additional money to wage that battle. Right. What they were looking for, we now know, is a parcel tax, which at the last minute shifted to a countywide sales tax.
0: Mm-hmm. So we're coming up to the end of the hour. Um, this is Citizen U. Um, we've been talking about a proposed sales tax um, that would be on the ballot to be sponsored by the Board of Supervisors. It would be for water and uh, for fire and EMS. And there's also a, a competing voter-led um One eighth of a cent increase, um, to, for, for libraries. And so, as Supervisor Jurdy put it, they're headed on a collision course for this, uh, November ballot measure. I want to ask you before we end the show, um, Supervisor Jurdy, when will this next be discussed at the, at the Board of Supervisors, if you know the date, so that if listeners want to, participate in that discussion or write to their supervisors earlier how can they how can they participate
3: well uh, anything can get added at the last minute um to the meeting agenda the agendas are posted typically the thursday before the tuesday board meeting so i would urge members to keep alert to seeing um, if it shows up in our our next meeting or a subsequent meeting Um, So I I am not aware of which meeting it will show up. I believe it will have to show up at probably three more board meetings because the board would have to give um, and probably on a 3-2 vote, probably have to give direction of what specifically is in the tax. And then it would have to come back in ordinance form, first reading and then a second reading. So Mm -hmm. I I tend to I I think it'll probably come back to the board three more times. Mm
0: -hmm. Great. Thank you. It sounds like this is a rushed process. Uh, So. I don't know if this is always how government works, but uh, we we hope that if if it is going to happen, that that citizens participate. Um, thank you for listening to Citizen U.